guys. I hope you're well. I hope you're having a great uh, day. I'm shooting this. I'm recording this at 0.48 in Nairobi on a Thursday. So ideally, every Thursday, I'm supposed to be uploading a podcast every Thursday and every Monday. So Mondays, I'm supposed to be uploading a book reading podcast, which is what I want to do right now. And then on Thursdays, I just upload a regular podcast. So I had record pre-recorded so much content in the last couple of months that I've not had to shoot anything for the last couple of months, uh, like the, for the Thursday content. And so this week I realized that when I was looking through the list of things that I've uploaded, everything that I've backlogged. So the only thing I can upload today is the book reading. And the thing is that we're at the last part of this book. We are in the last Literally, what I'm reading today is the last bit of this book. Which book? In case you're wondering, Purple Cow by Seth Godin. If it's the first time you've been here, you've never listened to me before, this is, you know, you've just stumbled on my podcast, maybe you've Googled Nairobi podcast or Kenyan podcast or, you know, and stumbled onto my podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate. Um, so this podcast is about small businesses and small business owners. I am a small business owner. I've been doing this from 2014 to date, and I work in the printing and branding industry in Nairobi. And on my page, I talk and this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned as a small business owner. I bring on experts uh, to talk on fields relevant to small business owners. I, I, I interview fellow small business owners. That's what we do here. So if you're thinking about starting a business, and you want to learn some things, starting a business in Nairobi, and you want to learn some things here and there, please join me. So ideally, I'm supposed to be uploading two podcasts, two episodes a week, one on Monday and one on Thursday, but I've not been doing that very well the last couple of weeks. Why? Because one work, two, uh, there's some projects I'm trying to finish and complete, and therefore I find they take a lot of time. So three, I moved from my previous place. So I'm now in a new space. So the whole process of moving, settling in, getting to know the area, resting, moving is so exhausting. Like I had to do all that. And even today I wasn't sure I was going to upload this episode, but you know what? Um, Yeah, I have 30 minutes to kill and it only takes 30 minutes to upload this, to shoot and upload this. And I decided, you know what? Let me do this. So today, it's been a long introduction. It's two minutes, 48 seconds. Anyway, so we are reading the last part of Purple Cow by Seth Godin. If you hear any noise, like I said, I'm in a new space. Uh, you might hear noise from the road, uh, from vehicles or something. That's because I'm close to a road. Uh, yes, so ignore that. <laughs> and any other noise that you might hear. Um yeah, so anyway, let's start. So the first thing we do, as always, drink a glass of water before we start. Stay hydrated. We have to stay hydrated. If you've not drank any water today, please rush to the kitchen, pour yourself a glass of water and drink something. I'm, learning, I'm laughing because I sound like those, you know, those radio stations that you listen to, okay, here in Kenya, 
and they play a song and then they reduce the volume and say something and reduce the volume and say something. So it could be a song playing in the background and reduce the volume and say something like Leo, then reduce the volume again and say something. Unajua tunafanya ngoma ya something, something. Yeah, so I was doing that while I drink water. I don't know. It only, it only makes sense to Kenyans. To non-Kenyans, you might not understand. I'm sorry. Anyway, let's start reading the last bit of Seth Godin, Purple Cow by Seth Godin. This book has been, has taught me a lot. I have learned a lot as a small business owner from this book and I'm excited to be actually finishing this book. I'll still be sharing. I'm active on Instagram, by the way. My page is at MBL, that's Mango Banana Lemon underscore podcast. You can go there and check. And I recently joined YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, but I only put out, I put only put shots, short videos there. And then I'm active, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, TikTok, I was active, but now I'm just like struggling. I've actually not put up any videos the past like a couple of, I think a month or two. But anyway, I'm one person doing all these things. So sometimes I go with what works <laughs> or what I can remember. Anyway, enough mumbling. Let's start. Let's continue from where we left off. Why do some people smoke unfiltered cigarettes or drink high-profile alcohol? Maybe it's the affiliation with the danger and self-destruction. The extreme nature of the product makes it appealing to this audience. So something I should mention is the last bit of this book goes into examples. So let me read what Seth Godin says. Um... He says the title is Brainstorms, and these are examples. So while we can't predict what's going to be remarkable next time, we can realize that there aren't too many unexplored areas of innovation, just unexplored combinations. Here's, here's an, an annotated checklist with just 35 examples. It's not complete by any means, but it, but it might just get your juices flowing. So these are the examples I'm reading. While this checklist may elicit an of course, I wonder how many struggling products have actually been through this analysis. Is your most recent offering the mostest of any of these attributes? So, yeah. So, just to catch you up. So, that's the first one. Um, the other example is when a product or service is about risk avoidance, a solution that minimizes that risk is worth talking about. If I were a lawyer, I'd specialize in a very narrow niche, becoming the best in the world at defending a certain kind of lawsuit. If your company was the victim of one of these lawsuits, whom would you hire? The specialist, the specialist who does nothing but defend and win cases like this, or your local corporate firm. When someone has a problem like this, he is extremely open to external marketing messages, and he will seek out and usually find someone who presents him with the lowest possible downside. This is something this book talks about, niche. You cannot target everyone. You have to pick, you have to know in advance who is your target audience, who are you targeting. Uh, another example, why go kiteboarding? I mean, you can ski or snowboard or windsurf or windski, yet kiteboarding is one of the fastest growing spots today. Strap a surfboard to your feet, hold on to the huge kite and start racing across the water at 30 miles an hour. Unless, of course, you get dragged along the beach so <laughs> so dangerous, it's worth talking about, so dangerous that those who seek out new and dangerous spots are drawn to it. If you've another example, if you've ever been to Sotheby, Sotheby, 
or Soho Art Gallery, you'll notice that almost without exception, the men and women working there are truly beautiful. Oh, have I gone back? No, have I? Wait. <laughs> oh, no, no. I thought that because I'd put out marker, I feel like I'd already read this, but I know why. I feel like I've already read this. Anyway, if you've ever been to Sotheby's or Soho Art Gallery, you'll notice that almost without exception, the men and women working there are truly beautiful. Not just beautiful in the inside, but really good looking. But really good looking. Um, oh, no, sorry, <laughs> but really good looking. I wonder why that is. What would happen if your nuts and balls plumbing company hired a beautiful male model as a receptionist. People would talk. <laughs> but that's true. Can you imagine going to buy paint and the person who's serving you the paint or everyone in that paint shop, they're all hot and attractive. You're just like, damn, like I want to come back to this ship shop again. <laughs> uh, speeding through the airport the other day, I noticed that the clothing worn by just about everyone working at every occasion was totally unremarkable. Why not dress the folks in at the ice cream stand in pink and white stripes and bow ties? Hey, did they see that? Easily overlooked but just as important as physical appearance is the voice that people hear. I respond differently when I hear James Al Jones welcoming me to the directory assistance movie phone, movie, uh, Sorry, I respond differently when I hear James R. Jones welcoming me to directory assistance. Moviefone succeeded in its early days largely as a result of curious people calling to hear what their friends called that annoying voice. I love my doctor, not just because I'm not sick, which is partly his doing, but also, okay, now I genuinely feel like I've already read this part. Had I? No. <laughs> This is the problem of grating to the end of a book. I'd already put a marker, but I don't know why all this thing. Oh, it's because, I don't know why why everything I'm reading sounds like I've already read it before. If I have, I'm so sorry. You're just going to listen to it again. And it, considering it's the end of the book, it doesn't hurt to listen to it twice, to listen to these examples and review your business and kind of see some of some examples of ways in which you can choose to be remarkable so yeah let's continue i love my doctor not just because i'm not sick which is partly his doing but also because he spends so much time with me when i visit i don't think ray does this as a marketing tool i think he really and truly cares and it's remarkable remarkable enough that i've off i've referred a dozen patients to him no one will argue with you if you claim that walmart is the biggest most profitable scary, scariest retailer on earth so when Walmart was frantically trying to catch up with Amazon.com, what, what did they have plastered on a banner in their offices? You can't out Amazon Amazon. <laughs> it's a great insight. Even this mighty, this mighty retailer realized that coping Amazon's strength wouldn't be sufficient. Once someone sticks out a limit, once someone sticks out a limit, you're foolish to attempt to pay imitation the democrats will never be be able to out out republican the republicans reebok can't out nike 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 and JetBlue didn't try to out american american you have to go where the competition is not the further the better 
that's another thing this book says look at your competitors see the areas in which not even your competitors but also big companies because one thing this book says is that bigger brands have already have a large market but they there are areas in which they are not targeting and those are areas which can be opportunities for your business to fill that space so that is something to think about Yes, bigger brands are bigger. They're they're established. They've been there for a long time. But that because they target a wide market, they they have things they're not targeting. And if you can sit down and look the areas in which there are gaps, your business can fill that gap. Um, yeah. Does the postal service hire annoying people or just train them to be that way? How many times have you told someone about a bad experience at the motor vehicles bureau? It's not expensive, and if you're not and if you're not really and truly a monopoly, it might be worth investing in exceptionally nice people as a way of being remarkable. That's true. What I'll say is like going to government offices, even before you get there. Actually, if you go there and then you find you get good service and people are polite, it's actually shocking because people always have an attitude, you know, like, <laughs> like I, so I'm, I also think the same way. I'm like, is it that we're trained like this? or do they just hire people with that attitude because damn sometimes they're just like gosh because the times you even say hi and no one responds because i do that like i do i say hi and so no one will look at people just be quiet and i'm just like sheesh everyone knows that the record business everyone everyone knows that the record business is dying that no smart entrepreneur would start a real business trying to make money in music don't tell that to mika solomon david glaser or derek sievers mika owns oasis cd duplication which is obsessed with making cds for independent musicians one example of his remarkable behavior he regularly sends a sampler cd to every important radio station in the country and the cd only includes music from his customers David Glaser and his partners run Airshow Mastering, which creates cutting-edge CD masters for Sony and for individual musicians as well. He does an amazing job in helping musicians realize their dreams. And where do both companies send their musicians when the records are ready to be sold? To cdbaby.com. Okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> the, best record, the best record store on the web. Derek sells the work of literally thousands of independent acts, doing it with such success and treating his partners with such respect. That word of mouth is the only advertising he needs to attract new musicians and new customers. A quick visit to cdbaby.com oasisized.com and airshowmastering.com will make it clear just how remarkable these three companies are. They understand that they have a choice between distinct or extinct. Will any business that targets a dying business will any business that targets a dying business succeed? Of course not, but these three prove that targeting a thriving niche in a slow moving industry can work if you're prepared to invest what it takes to be remarkable. At Brock's restaurant in Stamford, Connecticut, Connecticut, here's, here's what it says on the menu in bracket in large type. Sorry, no sharing salad bar. <laughs> in order to keep our overall pricing reasonable, it is important that an honor system of no sharing of the salad bar be respected. Should you change your mind and wish to enjoy the salad bar, it is only $2.95 with a sandwich, burger, and entry. 
and entree and entree yes for your understanding and cooperation we thank you compare this to the wine policy at a restaurant called front frontier the owner puts an open bottle of wine on every table and at the end of the meal you tell the waiter how many glasses you consumed the owner system which is worth which is more worthy of positive comment marketing benefit which is more worthy of positive comment marketing benefits aside which leads to more incremental profit hint two glasses of wine pay for a whole bottle at wholesale two glasses of wine pay for a whole bottle at wholesale oh okay all right i think that one has passed me but it's okay <laughs> I think he's comparing something yeah the honor system like you know just be honest like how many glasses you've anyway whatever if you've got it you've got it <laughs> Gordon's third law of restaurant dining points out that the friendliness of the staff at a pizza place is in inversely proportional to the quality at johnny's pizza in mount vernon new york they will still they New York, they were still yelling at me after five years of being a regular. At Louise, Louise Hamburger Shack in New, New Haven, they will absolutely refuse to serve you ketchup with your hamburger. A fact well chronicled on websites and by word of mouth. And of course, Al Yagane, a wonderful misunderstood soup entrepreneur, has people waiting in line for hours to buy his lobster biscuit. I think it's biscuit. I don't know. B-I-S- Q-U-E. Misread the rules and no soup for you. Could you improve the fame of your retail establishment by creating stupid rules and hiring truly mean waiters? Sure, probably. Okay, so you can choose to go left or go right, you know. <laughs> uh, and a highlight, explore the limits. What if you are the cheapest, the fastest, the slowest, the hottest, the coldest, the easiest, the most efficient, the loudest? the most hated, the copycat, the outsider, the hardest, the oldest, the newest, the most. If there's a limit, you should must, you should, in bracket, must test it. All right. Oh my God, the last bit of this book. Just two more pages. Salt is not boring. Eight more ways to bring the cow to work. For 50 years, Morton has made salt a boring commodity. People at their headquarters would happily agree with you that they are was no possibility of a purple cow in this business. Good thing the folks who created handmade salt for seawater in France didn't know that. They regularly get 20, oh, I sound like a kikuyu there. They regularly, they regularly get a $20 a pound for their amazing salt. Oh, sorry, they, <laughs> I'll have to say the word again. They regularly, regularly, <laughs> gosh. They regularly get $20 a pound for their amazing salt. The Hawaiians have just entered the market as well, creating a star at gourmet restaurants. Now, ordinarily, boring diamond kosher salt is looking at millions of dollars in increased annual sales because their salt tastes better on food. Yo. And then there are a couple of highlights that I'm going to go through, and these are the last highlights from this book. Um, let me confirm that the last year the lights, because after this is uh, just the index. So highlight number one, 
is your product more boring than salt and likely so come up with a list of 10 ways to change the product in bracket not the hype to make it appeal to a silver to a sliver of your audience let me repeat that is your product more boring than salt and likely so come up with a list of 10 ways to change the product in bracket not the hype to make it appeal to a sliver of your audience aki that's true you can't be more boring than salt so there's something you can do to make your business appealing there's something there's room you just need to sit down and think about it second highlight think small one vestige on the tv industrial complex complex one vestige of the tv industrial complex is a need to think mass if it doesn't appeal to everyone the thinking goes it's not worth it no long it's not worth it no longer think of the smallest conceivable market and describe a product that overwhelms it with its remarkability go from there yeah like narrow narrow down your niche like narrow like narrow it even me i think i have to like but i, okay, I think mine is narrow but he's saying narrow it especially if it's it's in regards to your business and you're trying to figure out who your target narrow it down and like he this is something he always says overwhelm that market with your remarkable remarkability and then go from there the third highlight outsource if the factory is giving you a hard time about jazzing up the product or go elsewhere there are plenty of job shops that would be delighted to take your product to take on your product after it works the factory will probably be happy to take the product back okay the one two three the fourth highlight build and use a permission asset once you have the ability to talk directly to your most loyal customers it gets much easier to develop and sell amazing things without the filters of advertising wholesalers and retailers you can create products that are far more remarkable this is something i i hope to be able to do especially with the podcast permission is the ability that if it's your listeners if there are people you're following on social the people who follow you on social media you have access to them in this in sense of you have their emails maybe you have their numbers maybe they are in your mailing list and therefore when new things come up or when you have like newsletters new products new services new like an offer something instead of just posting it publicly on the on your page you have a mailing list of people who are your customers who listen to you and you email them and you tell them like yo i have an offer going on i have this going on i have this product going on this is something i hope to do um hopefully as the page as the podcast grows the the fifth highlight copy not from your industry but from any other industry find an industry more dull than yours discover who's remarkable in it in bracket it won't take long and do what they did simple at least it's a self-explanatory another highlight go one more or two more identify a competitor who's generally regarded as as at the edge and uh, as at the edge and not do them whatever they are known for do that thing even more even better even and even safer do the opposite of what they are doing it's true like find what someone is doing and do it better than them figure out a way or a niche or a way to do your thing like add your like you think to it and you know do it better i'm saying this here as i also challenge myself so i'm also speaking to myself as i say these things to you uh the second last highlight find things that are not just 
find things that are just not done in your industry and do them. JetBlue almost instituted the dress code for passengers. They are still playing with the idea of giving a free airline ticket to the best dressed person on the plane. A plastic surgeon could offer gift certificates. A book publisher could put a book on sale. Stu Leonard's took the strawberries out of the little green plastic cages and let the customers pick their own, and sales doubled. Who the hell is Stu Leonard? <laughs> Sorry. Stu Leonard. But they always, if you're new here and you're listening to me and you're wondering what am I doing, I always search things so that I'm, we are in line, so that I know what I'm also reading about, like, so that, yeah. I Google search so that I know. Who's he? Steel Leonard's supermarket company is a chain of seven supermarkets in Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, with New York and New Jersey, which Ripley's, believe it or not, not, deemed the world's largest dairy and Fortune magazine listed as 100 best companies to work for. Okay. All right. So it's, it's a chain of supermarkets. So, all right. Okay. I need to finish before this noise starts or if there's any noise. Um... So he said, Stulonas took the strawberries out of the little green plastic cages and let the customers pick their own and sales doubled. All right. So he just like poured them somewhere. I don't know. And the last highlight, ask why not? Almost everything you don't do has no good reason for it. Almost everything you don't do is a result of fear or inertia or a historical lack of someone asking why not. I'll repeat that again. Ask why not. Almost everything you don't do has no good reason for it. Almost everything you don't do has no good reason for it. Almost everything you don't do is a result of fear or inertia or a historical lack of something of or, or a historical lack of someone asking why not. So that's it. That's the end of this book. That's the end of Purple Cow by Seth Godin. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me reading. Uh, this was a first attempt. I didn't actually think I'd start and finish, but I finished my first, our first book here on the podcast, Purple Cow by Seth Godin. If you want to listen to this part, to this episodes from chapter one, they are all on this podcast. Just search Purple Cow and you'll be able to find all the episodes i think this is a good it's a good read it's a quick read there are a lot of things you can learn from this book there are a lot of things that you can borrow from this book and look at your business and kind of figure out how to best adjust maybe if it's the niche you need to adjust maybe if it's challenging yourself like today i put up a reel because based purely on some things that were said in this book something about trying to be outrageous it's a reel that Okay, I created a reel and I was like, I was 50-50 about putting it up because I was like, it's not even talking about, it's not even in regards to my content, but I liked the audio. So I was like, you know what, should I, should I not put it up? Like I was 50-50. I even asked some friends of mine, I sent them the the reel in advance. I'm like, Yo, do you think I should put this up? Like, And they were like, yeah, why not? Um, we had a bit of a discussion. I eventually decided to put it up, but purely the reason I put it up is because of something I read from this book. 
uh, and it was a highlight in this book. So this book has various highlights. And it was like, the highlight was, you're probably guilty of being sh too shy, which is how I was feeling. And not, and you're probably guilty of being too shy, not too outrageous. Try being outrageous just for the sake of being annoying. It's good practice. Don't do it too much because it doesn't usually work, but it's a good way to learn what it feels like to be on the edge. And yes, I did feel on the edge on that with that reel because I was overthinking. And yeah, I was like, you know what? Let me just put it up. Like, I like, I like the audio. So I was like, you know, just put it up. And I did. And, you know, it's things based on what I've read in this book. This is an amazing book. I hope you can get yourself a copy or, or, or better, better yet, better yet. You can just <laughs> come to my podcast and listen to it from chapter one to the last chapter. Thank you so much for joining me, for listening to me. I really appreciate. And I'm excited for the next book. The next book is Psychology of Money. I've not even bought the book yet. I've been looking for it. I couldn't find it at textbook center in Nairobi. Uh, I know there's another, I was told another place where they're selling it, but I need to go check it and see the prices. It's a new book, so the prices are a bit high, but hopefully I'll be able to come back and we can start a new book, The Psychology of Money. Uh, I'm eager to learn about money. I think it's important for us to learn about money, how to handle money. But because I feel like uh, we've never really gotten, and I, I personally have never gotten an education into money. And for me, as a small business owner, I'm always looking at money. I'm always thinking about money. Money is on my mind two, four, seven, you know? Anyway, thank you so much. And I hope to see you next week, hopefully Monday or Thursday. Bye.